Hi, and welcome to Unashamed, a smut lovers podcast where we just want to talk to you about smut. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kelsey. All right. And we are doing another read along. <laughs> this week it is Phantom, a part of the Tattered Curtain series by Greer Rivers. And it is a standalone. Yes, it's male female standalone. It looks a little bit like a stalker romance. Yeah. That does seem so. I read the blurb. That does seem what comes across. I will preface this by saying that I have never seen nor read Phantom of the Opera. I know, shocker, but Courtney has, and this is a or she hasn't read it, she didn't know it was a book until yesterday. <laughs> no, but, but I've seen the play and I have seen uh, the movie, it's one of my favorites. So this is a re a modern day retelling of the Phantom of the Opera. I also yeah. like I I knew it was a play, but I also just like thought it was mostly a book. So it was funny talking about it with Courtney yesterday. <laughs> Feeling like see, I thought it was just like like an actual play once upon a time or whatever, and then they turned it into a movie or whatever. But I was wrong. Yeah, and it's honestly, it's surprising to me that I haven't seen it because I was a choir kid and I feel like Phantom of the Opera is one of those just like staple things that you know if you like Broadway. And uh, nope, I haven't seen it or oh, read it's it. It's so good. It's so good. I definitely recommend that you see it. I don't know if they're still doing like actual like uh, play adaptations of it anywhere, but if they are, I recommend seeing it live so good i'm sure they are it's a classic yeah it's so good i oh i love it i'm one of those people who have knowledge that classics exist but don't actually go out and immerse myself in them it's annoying it annoys me about myself sorry i don't watch all the classics. i'm not a huge movie person to begin with so i don't i haven't watched like a ton of classic movies this one just happened to be uh, family of mine loved it. They showed it to me when I was younger and I fell in love with it. And so I would watch it a lot. Here's it's one thing I will say. I have almost bought the book more than once and just haven't. So Where do you maybe, even find copy? Can you even still find it's on copy? Kindle, dude? Yeah. You can get it on Kindle. No fucking way. They have a male male one too that I really wanted to do, but Maybe I'll have to uh, see what the fuss is about after we read this. And I'll, I want to say that I'll watch it, but I feel like we both know that's a lie. Because <laughs> like, I don't watch movies or shows. No, I'm not a huge movie or show person. Like, I'll watch shows as background noise so I can read. Yeah, I have Disney Channel on for my kid. That's it. <laughs> I don't even know what other channels things are. All right. Well, uh, so what did you think about the blurb aside it's, from stalker romance? That, that's, I mean, that's what I really got from it is that it's, it sounds like it's a stalker romance. Anyway. So it says that he witnessed her dark side, the main, main female character's dark side. And that's where his obsession began. So I'm wondering what all that's going to be about. Yeah. I was also interested in, when it said, but when my mask is gone, will she fear the monster underneath? So, 
See, but I don't, is that going to be literal or is that going to be like a metaphorical, like he's a monster because he does bad things? I'm sure it's metaphorical. It's a, a smut novel. <laughs> I mean. Well, he could be like scarred. Honestly, for anyone yeah, who has true. seen uh, the movie, when uh, it was Gerard Butler when he was younger. And so uh, when he took off his mask, I didn't think he was ugly like that. I mean, he had like it, it looked like he had been uh, like burn skin, maybe I, he he was just born like that. But uh, it, it, it didn't look bad. You know, I'm sure that they did that because it was like a hot male lead. So they didn't disfigure him too much but i was like i don't understand why she chose the rich french guy i wouldn't have i guess that's just part of my ignorance though because i forgot that a mask is involved in the phantom of the opera so it could be literally maybe both maybe it, it is i think a mafia romance though is it i think i saw that I could be wrong dark modern romantic retelling of the musical classic phantom of the opera so in the i don't know how much you've like looked into it but when you download the book and open it up there's a note from the author i haven't even opened it yet okay so i did because i planned out our stopping points and stuff so it is uh yeah it's a mafia and stalking romance so fun set in modern day new orleans there's also going to be some so there's there's a way to go and like see a full list of triggers but just in the book, it seems like there's going to be some mental health triggers. They don't. I just went to the link to see. Oh, there it is. Okay. Okay. So triggers with mental illness. The female main character has uh, type 1 bipolar, dementia, severe psychotic depression, and conversations about suicide, dubious consent between main characters, physical violence, murder, torture, Reference to sexual assault, reference to child sexual assault, loss of a father, substance misuse, and stalking. There's also a breeding kink. Cool. I haven't read a breeding oh, wait, kink a primal, in a while. Primal and breeding kink. As well as a uh, light BDSM praise kink. Branding. I don't know how I feel about branding. I've never been a fan of that. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm curious. I'm yeah. interested. Okay. So, so um, let's... Our stopping points, though, is made very easy in this book. Okay. Very easy. Because it is separated by acts. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh, there's four acts. Yeah. And they're pretty, they're spaced out pretty well. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be, like, reading half the book in one of the acts. So if we stop at the end of each act, then I feel like that's a pretty solid way to split it up so if we come back after act one act after the what the how do you pronounce that what and en, trust enter sure i took one year of french okay i don't I, fucking I will know not, <laughs> i will not be saying that again um not that i was able to say it the first time so before act two before act three and then before act four and then again at the end okay so we'll lump in the word i can't say with act two <laughs> okay i i feel you just like losing your mind about my inability to pronounce that word i can't pronounce it either like i said i butcher everything i say in a different language and it's not on purpose okay i've been learning i've been trying to learn french 
in Spanish on Duolingo. And I'm going to let you know right now, they say it. And then I say what I think I'm saying back. It's not the same. It's not. There's just something wrong with what I'm saying back to them. They don't even catch it half the time. Duo's like, I don't think that you're saying what you think you're saying. I took two years of Spanish and a half a semester of Latin. And I can kind of tell what's going on with several different languages if I'm reading them. Like, so in gravity, there was a lot of French. And I barely had to translate. I think I translated like twice through the whole time. Yeah, I can read it. I just can't say it. Say my, it. Yeah. Something about the- my speaking is not, it doesn't translate well with other languages. I'm, I can barely say English fluently. I mean, same. So, so, yeah, I think, but I think those are pretty good stopping points. What do you think? No, I agree. Especially because I don't know necessarily how suspenseful this will be, but the whole premise of uh, the Phantom of the Opera, the actual story, is it's a very suspenseful and thrilling uh, sort of pseudo-romance. I mean, there's romance in it, but you lean one way for so long and then all of a sudden at the end it changes. So I'm hoping that this will have that same kind of level, especially if there's going to be like mafia and stalking hints in there. You know, it's going to be a little bit of a suspenseful thriller. I think so. I'm excited. There's also a, a note before the book starts um, about the the author wrote a note in there about how they struggle with bipolar disorder um, and that all of the symptoms that the female main character goes through in this book are things that the author has personally gone through herself. So she tried to keep it as authentic as possible. That is like I'm okay. I like that. I like that you know it's going to be authentic when reading it. It does make me a little nervous. I wouldn't say it's like a full blown trigger for me, but uh, it does make me a little uncomfy sometimes with like real talk depression. So I'm interested to see how this plays out the only like hard limit trigger for me is like murdering babies you know like i can't handle oh my god dying but (laughs) it does get me a little uh choked up and reflective of my own self (laughs) when there's like a really good um a a really well-written depression scene so i'm interested to see like how this is written you know yeah i agree all right Well, without further ado, we will dive in. Yep. So if you are reading along with us, we are going to come back at the end of Act 1. So pause here. Okay, we're back. So I like the book so far. I do too. Hmm. We're not very far into things. No, 31%. And there's about... Two hours and 45 minutes left in the book, at least from what my Kindle tells me. Um, well, yeah, you're a speed demon. So, <laughs> I don't know. Let me look and see what mine tells me. Honestly, I was reading kind of slow. Oh, mine's all fucked up. It tells me I have one minute left in the book. No, seven, seven hours left in the book for me. Oh, okay. You're like, I was reading slow. Oh, I was, because I had to take so many breaks, all right? <laughs> Um, no, I think it calculates off of like how fast you're turning pages. Oh, well, that's fair. All right. So we know that, uh, soul is the 
Phantom, and he's also the demon of music. So he's been leaving notes for Scarlet and leaving her sheet music. We know, like, basically, we're just kind of getting to know characters at this point. Yeah. So Scarlet has a type 1 bipolar disorder, which we mentioned in the first part. And it presents her itself with, like, manic highs and low lows. And uh, so about a, a year prior, her father was murdered. And she had a, a manic episode. And yeah. so her best friend, uh, Jaime, was able to get her... Well, he was trying to get her. And then she ended up being committed because she was like arrested and they thought she was drunk and she was like, I haven't even had a sip. So they ended up committing her where she was diagnosed and stuff like that. So now it's a year later. She just got the um, top spot. God, the lead role. There you go. Uh, So she just got the lead role in one of the plays at the uh, opera house. And she had caught the attention of Sol Bordeaux. And so the Bordeaux's are one mafia family. They control like half of, they control the French Quarter and half of uh, New Orleans. And then there is the other family. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce their name. Nope, don't either. Uh, I, I do like, like so. Chatelaine or something like that. Yeah. That's how I've been I, saying it in my head. I do like how true to uh, the original story that this hits in some ways, like the letters and uh, Rand being a character and the um, just like little details, the mirror where he comes through her mirror, which are all in the movies and the plays and stuff like that. I do like the little details that like make it really seem, you know, just a complete step away from the actual story. I'm glad you've seen it because I didn't know any of these things. Oh, yeah. And it's such, it's just so good. It's, you know, it's the little things for me, especially when you see like modern retellings of things that I like to see those little details. Like not everything has to be the same. Obviously, this isn't, you know, the early 1900s and, you know, things are going to be different because it's about a mafia and it's also a dark romance. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, this is not everyone's cup of tea and I don't just recommend anybody go out and read this book. But The Skeleton King <laughs> by Charity B is a Nightmare Before Christmas retelling. And it, like, there was a lot of little things in that one too that, Um, took all these like monsters of characters and made them into real people and it was like it was really interesting to me and so yeah I agree with you when it's a retelling it's the it's the little things that really make a big difference yeah so um I think that the 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 chatelaines the chatelaines whatever uh I think that Rand had something to do with her father's death like he wasn't in the um he wasn't in the state when it happened. So I agree with you, though. I I agree with you that I think he had something to do with his death as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think he either ordered it or something like that. Also, he's way... I don't know if he's actually into her or just trying to push being into her uh, to get, like, on Soul's, you know, nerves or whatever. But he is I- so pushy and like he's gaslighting her and being like oh well are you sure you didn't just hallucinate i also know for i guarantee he's the one that took her pills yeah and i think it's the latter i think that he is just trying to 
get her so that Soul can't have her. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as Soul was like, she's mine, Rand was like, I'm claiming her. Yeah. And now he's like gaslighting her because her meds went missing the day before. And then he something happened and she ends up going with him to get uh, beignets at Cafe du Monde, which I love that that's just in there. I I want to go there so bad. That's like my on my bucket list is to go to Cafe I've never even heard of it. It's the famous beignet place in New Orleans. Oh, I want to go to New Orleans, period. I want to talk to psychics and have voodoo done on me. I don't want to touch the weird right? shit in New Orleans. Weird, I know right? that it's a wonderful cultural uh, thing. I don't want to experience it because um, it's not for me. Okay, maybe. Okay, that was a stretch. Maybe I don't actually want voodoo done on me, but I want to experience those things. Like, I want to see. I'd like to learn about it. I do want to yeah. do, um, like, this the cemetery uh, uh, tours and stuff. Um, and I, I want to experience the food. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I have been on a Cajun food kick for, like, months, which really sucks because ever since my celery allergy, I've had to, like, cut it out of my food. And Cajun oh, food yeah. has celery in every recipe. It's in the Holy Trinity or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. My I have family that lives in uh, Texas that's, like, right on the border. They're, like, right in the Cajun part of Texas, which I didn't know was a thing until my mom informed me. But yeah, so they're all about like gumbo and stuff. Oh my God. I made really, really good gumbo. Um, and then I, I couldn't eat it because it was chock full of celery. Damn. Yeah. I ate it and then uh, my mouth went numb and I was like, girl, cool. So maybe we'll have to take a trip to New Orleans and go to Cafe Du Monde and watch you know, psychics and voodoos and yeah, stuff. we should. All right, so sorry, getting back to it. <laughs> anyway. So she goes to Cafe du Monde with uh, Rand, and he starts gaslighting her about like, you know, oh, I'm just I'm worried for your your mental health. And she she got he tried to get her on another date, and she was like, oh, did you think this was a date? And he like got upset, and he was like, started mentioning her mental health. Like, yeah, like basically, if you didn't think this was a date, then you must be crazy. Yeah, and oh man, the gaslighting there—it's just this poor girl because she's not only suffering because of Soul's actions, but also like it seems like everybody around her is kind of like making her mental state like all she is. Yeah, you know, which I understand. Like, it's a big deal, especially for people who don't have to experience it and then have to witness somebody having a breakdown. Like, you're you're gonna question, but at the same time, like you you can't just assume that all somebody is is their mental health. Right, and I mean, especially when they're on top of their medication and they found something that works. It alleviates, I'm just saying as a loved one, it alleviates a lot of the worries. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so for everyone to be throwing it back in her face, even though she said that she has been open with the fact that she has bipolar and she's been open with the fact that her medication has been working. Yeah. So for everybody to just be constantly throwing it back in her face is fucked up. Well, and it's it making happens, her question herself up. more because everybody around her is questioning her now. So she's yeah, like, am I, am I hallucinating? Am I having this issue? Like, is, is this a low? Is this a high? Everybody's been gaslighting her. Her best friends haven't been standing up for her. 
Like it's and he's not yeah. even well. Okay, so he is really truly her friend, but he was his. Or the only reason he's friends with her is because uh, Soul told him to. That was his like job because he's one of Soul's shadows. So he works for the the um, the Bordeaux side of the mafia. Yeah. So it's all pretty fucked up right now. And we're just kind of learning, like, act one was just kind of scratching the surface on all the fucked upness, kind of getting a grasp on what's going on. So I think at the end of act one, she kind of realized that soul is her demon of music. And not for sure, I don't think, but she saw him in the crowd watching her practice. Yeah. I think that Rand is going to be uh, guilty of helping or uh, ordering the death of her father. I think that at some point, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm right there with you though. Yeah, I I think that obviously it's all going to come to a head at some point. Rand is the last uh, actual member of the his family um, that has the last name, whereas the Bordeaux's still have the two older boys um also i we never even went over the fact that the reason they hate each other so badly is because rand's older brother kidnapped soul when he was like 15 i think and and he uh tortured him and there was a fire and it burned half of his face so that's why he wears the mask yeah and he lost his eyes so one of his eyes is glass Okay, yeah, so that's all I've got is just basically that, like, I I know that it's going to come to a head with the two families, and she's going to be in the middle, Uh, and then I think it's going to come out that Rand ordered the death of her father, stole her meds, for sure, because he had, he had taken her pill container and was, like, shaking it, and he was like, oh, because she said that she took meds for anxiety, because she didn't want to just, like, blurt it out to somebody who used to be a childhood friend, but she hadn't seen in years, and he's like, yeah. this is a lot of meds for anxiety. And so she sets it back on her makeup table. And then all of a sudden it's missing a few hours later. Yeah. So. Um, he's the bad guy for sure. And that, and that's why he's trying to gaslight her is because he thinks she doesn't have any medication. And he's the good guy in the um, actual Phantom. So in the actual Phantom of the Opera, uh, she ends up with that character. Oh. Um, well, we know from the blurb that that's not. How I this is I know, go. I know. I just but I love I love that because I didn't like him in the plays and movies either. I wanted the Phantom to win in the actual story. So, well, that's interesting. Yeah. So, um, well, it's just because he's the quintessential good guy, but like the useless good guy. Yeah, I, I hate useless men. <laughs> okay, if you're reading along with us. We are going to come back at the beginning of Act 3. So if you're reading along, go ahead and pause here. Okay, we're back. Yes. And uh, just a forewarning, it has been several days since I finished reading this last part. So if I'm a little foggy on a few things, just forgive me. I finished yesterday. I've been sick. So I'm still kind of recovering. So an act two is actually the shortest of all the uh, acts. I think it was only like five chapters. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was pretty short. So basically, I think it 
ended off with her having like a panic attack and downing a bunch of pills. Yeah, and then Soul came in and basically saved her, got her medical attention without taking her to the hospital. And she was a little freaked out, but probably not as freaked out as she should have been. They never are. No, never. She's like, oh my gosh, so I haven't been hallucinating you stalking me? Oh, it's cool, I guess. It's fine. Yeah, that's, that's better than a hallucination. So and then um, it, it ended, this section ended with her performing at mask the uh like speakeasy and them i think deciding to be together no i i don't necessarily know if they're gonna be together be together i know that they were definitely about to have sex though it ended off with them about to have sex i don't necessarily know if anything was decided as far as like them together though because ben um soul's brother has been warning him off this girl since he realized that soul had an interest in her because she's technically claimed quotation quotation by the chatelaine uh by rand and ben is worried about go the chatelaines starting a war over her and um she did find out something that rand lied to her about the protection money that madam g pays he said rand told her that madam g was on the verge of being bankrupt because they demand protection money and actually she pays um, of her own accord, not because she's... And, and they don't even take it because Ben is married to... Ben is married to her daughter. Yeah, well, yeah, but he's married to her daughter and they have a daughter together. Yeah. So all of the money that Mrs. G does pay and ends up going into a trust fund for the baby when she gets of age. So they're not even taking her money, really. They're just putting it back into her granddaughter. Yeah, so... it. Okay, so she kind of, she found out that Rand lied about Madam G, and she was kind of like, well, what else could he be lying about? Also, she found out that um, her dad played with the, uh, the jazz band. Uh, okay. So she found out that her dad played with the jazz band that plays at Mask, and they said that they knew her dad. They played with him before, and they said specifically, like, oh, it's good that you fell in with the right people, unlike your father. Yeah, and they also told her that she could come and sing with them again. Yeah, and so that's her whole thing, because she wants to be a solo act. She doesn't want to do opera all the time. She likes it, essentially, because she feels like if she does have another manic breakdown... Then, yeah, if she has another manic breakdown, then she has understudies and things to fall back on. So it's yeah. not all on her. Yeah, but Soul is kind of trying to convince her to break out of that. So that was it. There wasn't yeah, a whole there. lot of substance. We learned a little bit about the tunnels uh, that are underneath the opera house, that the the Bordeaux family uh, had these tunnels all underneath the opera house from the Prohibition days. That's why the speakeasy is underneath the opera house as well. So uh, yeah, we, we learned a little bit about those and about Soul's uh, vigilante justice as far as him being the enforcer of their their family. Yeah, we didn't learn a whole, whole lot. Just uh, just got some more information on things that we pretty much already knew. Yeah, I think Act 3 is the longest, isn't it? Uh, uh, I don't remember. I think the first act was the longest. Yeah, it's got about the same as um, Act 1. And then Act 4 is... 
I guess kind of long too because it has the epilogue and everything. So okay. we're going into another healthy chunk of the book. We're going to get uh, at least another third of the way into it. Yep. Okay. So yeah, we're going to go through and read Act 3. So if you are reading along with us, come back to us when we reach or when you reach Act 4 and pause here. Okay, so we're back. Yes. Uh, we got some answers. Well, I I would say Scarlet got answers. We already knew everything. Yeah, so Act 3 ended with Jaime, her best friend, uh, kind of fucking up a little bit. And basically, you know, I would be mad because from what we heard earlier in the book, it sounded like he was legitimately friends with her but when he was talking to her at the end of act three it sounded like he was just only friends with her because he had to be so yes and no i mean like i think that obviously it started out that way but i think maybe they did develop like a real friendship however i think he's pissed because he just got beat up by soul and so now he's like oh well after everything i've done including you know and then he I don't think it was soul. Off. Huh? I don't think it was soul. I think we're going to find out it wasn't and that somebody faked his calling card. He but he said he was the one who said that he got pulled into the alley by his boss and pun. I don't know. I don't know I either or 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 there like was a reason. Fucked, yeah, like he fucked up somewhere. I could see that happening. Yeah, but it wasn't just for no reason where he like he's trying to make it sound like he just got beat up for nothing but yeah Sol doesn't do that no he has a, a loose moral code but he has one yeah so i'm i'm interested i was like because most of the time in this book like it's a good book but it doesn't have me just like gripping the seat you know what i mean no i agree and like with rand at the cemetery so we find out we found out that Soul's mom is alive. Um, yeah. Which I thought she was dead too. Like like Scarlet did. She was like, oh, I just realized she was alive. I thought that she died the night that the father was murdered and he was kidnapped and tortured. I thought that she had died too, but it turns out that she just went, uh, she went crazy. She uh she had a psychotic break. That was, you know. Yeah. So, so- we, yeah, we have some answers. We know Rand is still a slippery snake. Yeah, he, like, cornered her at the cemetery and fucking gaslighting her the whole time. Well, and then, like, he tries to make it seem like he was like, oh, we'll go ask why Laurent is dead. Well, he's dead because he tortured a 15-year-old boy. If I remember correctly, Laurent is a few years, was a few years older than the boys, than uh, the three guys. Because Rand, Sol, and Ben are all the same age. And yeah. They- 15 when it happened and i want to say laurent was already an adult yeah i don't think we know exactly how old he was it might have said but it, it, we've been reading this book for a long time yeah um, this usually is probably takes- the longest read we've ever had just because it, we've been life. life yeah yeah i mean usually it takes us like a day or two to do a book and all the and- recordings this one's this taken is- us like a week almost i think yeah i think today makes a week so, so it's unusual it's for been, us. It's been a minute, and we're probably not going to even finish recording until tomorrow. Yeah. So we've got one part left. I'm I'm enjoying it though. When when they ended 
act three like that i was like fuck like i really wanted to keep reading i did too it took it took a second if there hadn't have been like that blank page where it just says act four i probably would have like accidentally just kept going because i was so into it same i was when it was the blank page i was like for real for real (laughs) (laughs) yeah this was a this was a good a good spot to uh really draw us back in um because yeah like i said the the most for the most part it hasn't been some like nail biting seat gripping story but i feel like it's gonna s- ramp up in act i know there's only sure. like 30 percent left i think That's i agree cat. so i'm i am ready to dive back in i don't have a whole lot of thoughts other than uh i think because they had a bit of an argument so when rand cornered her at the cemetery because she had been with obviously ben soul you know and their family visiting their dad's grave and so when she found out that the mom was alive rand cornered her apparently i don't know if i buy the story that he was visiting his brother he could have been but it could have been just that he was like following maybe and maybe trying to get her alone yeah i think when they had that fight i was just waiting for the laurent question to come up i'm i'm a little upset that it didn't i'm hoping it comes up soon though i want it all out in the open because i think it will be soon yeah i think as soon as i think as soon as all this shit comes out about jaime that she's gonna confront him and he's gonna have to tell her yeah well because she still kind of views rand as a friend and i like she has her suspicions and she has her reservations especially because it sounds like he was trying to take advantage of her when she was 14 and he was 18 and Mm -hmm. that's just icky uh but it sounds like or you know she's having suspicions but she still kind of regards him as like this old family friend and she's trying to like you know keep him as a friend but I, I, I'm just, uh, I just need it to all come out so that she can be like, oh, they're actually really crappy people. And maybe I don't want to associate with him anymore because it still annoys me that she gives him far too much credit that I think he definitely deserves, even for somebody. I mean, they stopped talking when she was like 14. When he yeah. left for college, she stopped writing relatively soon after. I think 15 max was the last time she saw him. Yeah. So I don't understand how it's been what seven something years since then i don't understand why she gives him so much credit yeah she still has a lot of loyalty for him and it's weird but i think she's i think she's naive she is a little bit she brushes stuff off too much or i guess maybe intentionally like she knows in the back of her mind something is wrong but she Mm -hmm. kind of just just like well i don't want to know i want to live in this little bubble where i think everything is okay and slowly her bubble is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and it's bound to pop, and it's just frustrating me that she doesn't just pop it. Yeah, she – well, and she's trying. She's she's such an interesting character. She is. She really is. I mean, I really like how uh, her mental health is not portrayed as, like, the most important thing about her. Because I notice sometimes when there's, like, a mental illness brought into a book, that kind of just becomes their defining characteristic. And for her, she she's really trying to, like, push past, like, that's not, I'm not crazy. That's not all I am. You know, like, she always kind of, like, cringes when she hears the word, like, crazy. Or, you know, I like that about Soul, too, is that he never insinuates that either, either like, everybody else around her kind of insinuates or, like, hovers. I get what you're saying. Yeah, he, so it's. It is a huge part of the book, 
her bipolar, but it's between her and soul. They're both like, you know what? No, this isn't all that I am. This isn't all that I am. Where yeah. everybody else is like, are you going to have another manic episode? Are you going to have another manic yeah. episode? Yeah, it's like every, so, yeah, everybody who she talks to kind of weaves in that concern in the conversations that they're having. Like Rand is gaslighting her. Like, oh, are you, you know, are, are you remembering correctly? Are you feeling okay? Like things like that that just kind of insinuate like, oh, are you going crazy and then even Jaime and Maggie sometimes when they talk to her like Maggie has been a little more normal since her and soul got together but in the very beginning it was like the questioning concern yeah I just think a lot of people didn't trust her to take care of herself and I mean okay it, it is kind of fair though because she did overdose and she did have that manic episode before she got on the correct uh before she got on she, meds. that was before she was diagnosed though yeah, so, but it takes a long time. She even says to herself, it takes a long time to find the correct regimen. This newest one she's on has been the best so far. But she even said, like, though she has a drawer full of pills that are from all of the times before where they the other pills weren't working so well. If I was her, though, I would be very uh, offended by Jaime's actions because he has been with her every step of the way and he knows that she has been on top of her routines and her medications so some of the things like him not defending her i get why he didn't but it still was like that's offensive and him like constantly questioning her and stuff when he knows that she's in a good place like I don't know. That is like that would be offensive to me if I was struggling. And with that. he absolutely could have found a way to defend her without uh, bringing up Soul or his boss or anything. Yeah, he could have found a way. There's absolutely there was a way for him to you know go in and defend her mental state without defending or without outing the fact that his boss was the phantom who wrote the letters like there was there was more than one way i get maggie not doing it because she's family but if if jaime really had the close relationship that she thinks that they have there was multiple ways that i could have seen to get out of that situation where she didn't have to feel like maybe i am going crazy and jaime could have still protected the uh, privacy and identity i guess of who actually was writing those letters yeah also can we give a round of applause to jillian that's her name right yes yeah she came in and she apologized and she said you know what i was wrong i shouldn't have done that i should not have thrown your mental health back in your face like she really came back at it like a boss bitch jilliana but yeah close jilliana. To yeah she really like i was very impressed with that i was too at parts you like her and then at parts you hate her, but like that was awesome. Yeah, I can that see them maybe forming moment. a genuine friendship, especially mm-hmm. because now I think Scarlett's almost at the point where she's going to step back. She doesn't want to do the opera. Uh, she's come to terms with it. You know, she's kind of, I think, putting her mental state more where, you know, she's like, I want to do this on my own now. So I, I'm hoping that what comes out of this is a genuine connection with because she even said it herself when her and Maggie got along. She was like, Oh, you can never have too many actual girlfriends, you know. Yeah. And Jaime is great and all, but so I'm I'm hoping that that comes out of that, especially because obviously if she stays with Soul, which I'm hoping that that's what the end of this is. If it's not, I'm gonna be a little upset, but uh, 
more than a little. But um, well, it says in the blurb that they do end up together. Yeah, well, see, sure. so she's gonna be around the opera house regardless. You know, I mean, maybe not full time like Maggie and Ben are, but you know, that's her family's legacy too. Her in laws, at least. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm just so excited. <laughs> To see how yeah. this ends, and I I want to kind of get through it, and then I'll probably hold off though on reading it until tomorrow morning, so that I'll be fresh for recording. I no, I'm maybe gonna read it. Maybe not. I'm gonna read it. Yeah, these uh, that's our thoughts from Act Three, and if you are reading along with us, we're gonna come back all the way at the end of the book, so not at the end of Act Four, at the end of the epilogue and everything. Once we get to the end, so if you are reading along with us, go ahead and pause here. Okay, we're back. We are. Uh, it tied itself up really nicely. Yeah. Act four was like basically just everything coming together and then getting tied up in a nice little bow and the book being over. Yeah. So, I mean, she left him for uh, like a week. And Rand, he was actually involved in all the torturing. And he's the one who murdered her father or sent someone to murder her father. Yeah, he was slippery snake, dude. He was behind like almost everything. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Laurent still held I would say most of the blame when it came to uh soul, but I think that everyone underestimated Rand cuz he was so nice and also fucking predator like I yeah. know we talked about it last episode, but apparently it was 12 when it started. And yeah. we don't know exactly what happened, but she did say that, like, you know, there was definitely inappropriate things going on at her age, and it stopped when she was 14. Also, I was right that Soul wasn't the one to beat up Jamie. That was Rand. He he, uh, he had kidnapped For one of the shadows and murdered right. them and took the uh, prosthetic costume, whatever. Yeah, the prosthetic mask and the ring. Um, so, yeah, he was the one that beat up Jaime. And he was the one who burned Soul when he was 15. He was he was behind all sorts of shit. And he tried to rape her and then frame her suicide. Yeah. But there was, you know... One of the shadows, Sabine, uh, Soul's second in command, came in and saved the day. And then, you know, it ended so happy, too. Yeah. Pregnant and it. engaged. Yep. And she's pregnant. Yep. So it was very cute. It was. I'm happy we read it. Me, too. It wasn't the, like I said before, it wasn't one of the most gripping stories but it was a good book still for sure all right what what are we doing next i don't know you have the wheel go ahead and spin it did oh. you ever add whatever the next one that i sent you was that just seems like it'll be fun for us to read together there's like secret codes and stuff you have to decipher throughout the book at least that's what the blurb says if i remember correctly boom it is spinning Dark Intentions. I don't remember who the author is because I didn't put authors on the wheel. Do you remember anything about it by chance? No, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, the Wicked Intentions series. Okay. All right. 
So yeah, our next book is going to be the Wicked Intentions series by J.A. Owen B. All right. So we will come back next week and we will have a new series for you. It looks like that one's also a male, female. So we haven't read a male, male in in a minute. What we're doing now is I got like a bunch of titles that we could read and we put them all on the wheel that Courtney has. If anybody listened to our bonus episode, like a long, long, long time ago where we spun the wheel and played a game. So we put a bunch of titles on the wheel and now we're spinning it because we couldn't make a decision because we had too many options. And this will also help us keep our list fresh. That way we don't have to like wait a week to figure out what we're reading and search stuff up. Now we just have a bunch of stuff and as we go through it, we'll add more and delete the ones that are gone. It'll be a little bit easier on us, although I'm still kind of dreading when Perfect Strangers gets picked. I know it will at some point. I'm really excited for it. I I swear I see something positive about that book like every single day. I just don't want to. I don't want to. I mean, I guess positive is uh, subjective. (laughs) Fair enough. I'm going to look up a few more. I think right now we only have one male male on the wheel. So I'm going to look up a few more and maybe see if we can't add more. Because I know our male male episodes do really well. And also, I like reading male male books. Me too. I read male male more probably when we're not doing these. (laughs) Yeah. I, I barely read any male female anymore. All right. Well, that is all from us. Join our Facebook group. Send us an email. That'll all be in the description. Um, And we will see you next Monday. Also, uh, in case anybody didn't know, which I don't know how you would, but we always have to cut like so much from our endings because we always just start to babble. Yeah. And neither of us. Neither of us have finished our coffee, so the babbling has commenced. But, all right. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you.